And so I was talking to her about how difficult things were getting for me, that it seemed like all the things I was hearing from the teachers and from the counselors and, and all the expectations put on me about today and doing the homework for this class, but also for the next class and the next class and getting graduated from this level to the next, and am I going to go and do this in the future or that in the future, was beginning to complicate my life and really causing me concern and worry and fret and trying to make decisions that I didn't really have clear understanding of how to make a decision on. And she said, Jim, the one thing I would recommend you do is to stop doing what you just described and make things simple. Just focus on what you're doing right now and find what you like. Find what you're interested in. Is it math? Is it history? Is it English? Is it gym? What is it that you're interested in? And find how to begin to relate to that which you are interested in and see if you can expand that into something greater for yourself. That may give you direction into career, into college, or whatever. Don't project yourself way out there and try to live into somebody else's image of you. But rather find what interests you and do it. Well, I began doing that. And the only thing that really interested me was what's always interested me all this lifetime, and that was the spiritual journey. That's all that ever interested me. And that's why, at the time, I really knew that I was focused on spirit, and my whole purpose in life was to be of service. And that's why I had decided to become a priest, to go into the seminary. But all this other thing was complicating it and making me distracted from the truth I knew was going to be for me, this action of service, and feeling like, well, I had to develop a career, I had to get a degree, I had to go do this and that. And so I just decided to simplify once again. And I kept a journal of simplifying my life and all the things that kept coming in the way that caused me complication, that caused me confusion, that caused me distraction from that simple way. And I still do that today when I do my meditation. I may not journal it, but I do it inside. I observe what's going on in my meditation. And I observe when things do come in that try to complicate and get in the way of that simple practice of meditation. And I'm sure if you do meditation, you yourselves have found that there are things that will come in the way. Concerns and fears, obligations that will pressure, that will stand in your consciousness and try to get you caught up in them. And so I pay very close attention so that I keep simplifying by letting go of those things, not, not make them unimportant, but rather honor them, but let them be set aside for a moment so that I can just live in the simplicity of things in my meditation and in my spiritual journey and focus only on the loving, the loving of God and God loving me. Because that's what this pathway is about. It's about you developing a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. It's not about you going into meditation and trying to figure life out and figure situations out 
and resolve things in the world. And I'm sure you've heard that over and over and over here. But it's always good to be reminded because it's easy to fall into old patterns. And a lot of these are old habits, old patterns, old ways that we've established in this lifetime and carried in from other lifetimes. And if we truly want to liberate the soul, we are the ones who have to break free of those patterns, those habits, those ways. Those ways that we ourselves have allowed that have held us here in bondage, in this creation, that have created the distractions that have kept us, kept us focused into the world in that down and out flow rather than in and up. So pay attention. It's a moment by moment action. And it's not something that you do just in your meditation, but it's something that you begin to live all the day, every day. One day at a time, one breath at a time is how we live it. Then our lives become simple and we begin to be aware of that grace that is ever present with us and moving with us in this journey. Truly it is a simple way. Jesus said, my way is simple, my burden is light. And that's true for all of us that are walking this pathway. This is a simple way. And it does lighten the burden of our life. The karmas get free. The distractions go away. And we begin to find that the burden of life is light. It isn't heavy. We are no longer carrying the weight of the world upon us. We may find we are just carrying a little small package of the personal karmas that we carried into this particular lifetime that we're responsible for. We are not responsible for all the karmas of all of our different lifetimes in this lifetime. We are only responsible for those karmas that we carried into this lifetime to handle. And if we can get ourselves focused and into that pathway of liberation and handle the karmas that are present only in this lifetime and bring them to fulfillment, we free the soul. We liberate ourselves. And all those other karmas are handled by the grace of God, not by us. That makes the burden light. So begin to focus on the simple way and the light burden that truly is present on this way that is there for all of us if we will just walk it. Living the loving, doing the loving daily, putting God first and foremost, being responsible for our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and reactions, those are all the way by which this pathway does truly become grace-filled, light, and simple. And let it be okay. Let it be okay wherever you are in this journey. Caught up in the world, caught up in distractions. It's all fine because it's all a part of our learning. It's all a part of the soul, which is a flower of God, 
opening in his garden. And each flower opens in its own time, in its own way, and reveals its own beauty. We're not all of the same plant. We are all unique. And we all are going to open in our own time, in our own way, and have our own radiance, our own beauty. And if we can begin to recognize that and allow us to have our own uniqueness in our spiritual journey and not compare ourselves to others and not try to be something other than who we really are, then it does simplify this journey as well. Oftentimes I hear people comparing themselves to other people. Well, their life is so much simpler. Why is mine so hard? I want that simple life. I want to have it look just like theirs. Begin to honor whatever that is. If your life is really hard and complicated, honor it and love it. And then begin to enter into that which you feel is complicated to see if you can begin to bring it about, bring it into its simplicity and bring about for yourself a different approach, a different action, a different way by which you discover your truth. And it's funny, I have actually witnessed where somebody compares themselves to somebody in their group or in their community saying, well, I want a life like theirs. My life is just Shitty, I hate this life. But look at theirs. I mean, my God, they've got everything. And then you go and you talk to them. And they're going, man, if I could just have the life they're living. My life is so hard. Nobody has any idea how difficult my life is and how much pain I'm in. If I could have that life over there, it looks so simple and so easy rather than mine. And they're pointing to the person that just complained to me about their life and comparing themselves to this one that's now talking. So rather than looking outside of ourselves and comparing ourselves to others, why not just look within and find out who are we really and what is our life really about and how do I live this life as fully as possible so it is fulfilled? If we fulfill this life, which is also about liberation, then truly we are going to find ourselves living in a greater flow of joy and harmony and peace and loving than if we are ever comparing ourselves to others and trying to figure out how to become like them. So look and see, is your life becoming simple? Is your life and the burdens of this life becoming light? If you're doing the meditation and you're putting God first and you're ever living consciously and unconsciously, this action of the word living in you, this sacred word, and letting the loving begin to build up within you and begin to radiate in you and through you into everything that you do, your life truly will become simple 
and the burdens light. And yes, while you're in this world, there's going to be things thrown at you. There's going to be burdens placed upon you. And you're going to create things for yourself that will seem to complicate and weigh things down. But you will have the tools by which to transform that and to change that and to let go of that so that you can walk this way in a very simple and easy way. Remember, it's a straight and narrow path. But if you meditate every day, it isn't so narrow. That path begins to get wider and wider and wider. And in the action of it becoming wider, you become more secure upon it. And you begin to find that you're not doing a balancing act trying to stay on this narrow pathway, you now find that you have a secure footing with every step. And the foundation is strong where you stand. And as you move forward, you continue moving, building the pathway stronger and wider for yourself. And that's done by meditating every day. And the more we do it, the more we find that we do enter into this simple and lighter pathway. The other thing that I found interesting in my own meditation today was I heard something that I know I've heard in the past somewhere, but I don't remember just where or when. Don't have a story about that. Surprise, surprise. Once upon a time when I was a child, I forgot the story. <laughs> but I heard something that was very interesting. We often talk about the path of sound and light or the path of light and sound. But I heard someone inside say, truly it's not light and sound, it's light sound. It's one thing. It's one action. It's one movement. The light is the sound, and the sound is the light. It's a frequency, and that frequency gives off a light, and it gives off a sound. And for some of us, we will see the light and then hear the sound. And for some of us, we may see the light and never really hear the sound. But the sound is still there, lifting us and carrying us and moving us forward and upward on this journey. And it doesn't matter whether you perceive the light or the sound or both. What matters is that you're holding the focus to awaken to that which is light sound, which is the movement of God's grace. And then, in a little demonstration, all of a sudden I witnessed a flash of lightning and a few moments later, I heard this thunder come that was related to the lightning. And I heard the voice say, sometimes we see the light, and it's a while later that we hear the sound, just like in lightning and thunder. But it's one and the same, and it happens all in the same moment. But the perception, how we perceive it, is different for light and for sound. 
And so if we can hold to the fact that we are doing our meditation to become awake and aware to the light, sound, action, and let go of all those other distractions of the mind, the emotion, and the body that can stand in the way of that, we truly will become awake and aware of this action of light, sound. And that which it brings to us and that we move into with it. So I guess that's it. Pardon? What time is it? Um, well, yeah, if you have a, we'll do a little question and answer for a few minutes just to see if somebody has anything they want to share or a question they might like to ask. And we'll be glad to, to share with you about that. Maybe we'll have a question. So Vigil's got his hand up. And Laura's going to bring a microphone around. This is um, a question pertaining to uh, meditation and different techniques that I try to that I do, and 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 just try to be more focused inwardly to get the connection with the light and sound. Um, I know um, it seems like we we hear a lot about the light current, you know, with this group and. Um, but when I, when I focus, I you know I, I picture the uh, you know the, the blue light or, or the purple light um, at the third eye, and then I try to go inward with it, and then try to go up to the top of my head and, and try to follow the light into this uh, expansiveness. Um, my question is, um, I've heard that the, that the sound current can carry you. It's, it's, it, it, it can really lift you up because sometimes I, I, I lose focus on the on the light. I, I can have it, or it's be just extremely extraordinary purple light, or blue light, or bluish purple, or and then I'm just back out in the world, kind of focusing on other thoughts, forms, or something. But I've heard that a lot of times. I heard that you, a person can that the sound current can carry you. Uh, do you have any thoughts about about that? Uh, or can do them both at the same time, or is it just kind of one or the other? Or um... Well, it's kind of like Jim was just saying, where it's the light sound in that way, and that sound current is is the Holy Spirit itself that does carry the soul. Mm-hmm. I've sometimes referred to it as the hand of God, that I've where I've shared my experience of waking up to the truth of that light and sound together mm-hmm. is literally the hand of God, which is really just the hand of loving extended that carries the soul through all of its experience, bringing it home. Mm -hmm. And so the sound current, or the audible live stream, all the names we give to it, is that hand of God that literally does carry the soul through its experience. And that's how the soul is moved about from experience to experience. Because, you know, this physical body that we seem to move around, right? It moves around. Well, what is it that's moving that body around? Well, this body wouldn't even be alive if there wasn't a soul in there, right? Yeah, 
So we often think it's the mind and the thoughts and the feelings and whatever that motivates us, but yeah, those are functions of the physical, but those don't even have life without the soul. So not only does the body not have life, the imagination doesn't have life, the emotions don't have life, the mind doesn't have life without the soul. Mm-hmm. So the soul, in a sense, is really giving life or moving all that mm-hmm. around, but what's moving a soul? Well, it's just that extension. That's why we're often mm-hmm. called co-creators with God. But it's mm-hmm. really that sound current, the voice of God, mm-hmm. the living word, the hand of God mm-hmm. that is the light and the sound that literally is bringing the soul mm-hmm. through experience. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like even today, when I talk about all we have to do is open and allow, and that's our work, is to, in a sense, allow that action to move in us and through us so that it brings us into the greater awakening of that truth. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because a lot of my own inner experience, uh, for years I have found myself, you know, as I was learning how this works, that as I'd move into inner experience, I would try to direct my experience, even though it was t- often towards the light, upwards towards the light. I would try to make myself get there and focus on that. And I would go for a little ways. I'd go, 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 and then all of a sudden I'd start to fall. The energy that I felt inside of me just mm-hmm. all of a sudden dissipated. It's like the gas tank ran out, and I just started falling, falling. And then I realized I couldn't control it. This would happen over and over and over for years before I finally said, you know, this happens all the time. I, I give up. As soon as I went, I give up, guess what happened? Then all of a sudden I began to experience the hand of God because as soon as I gave up, all of a sudden I experienced this other energy come in right under me mm-hmm. and hold me and then bring me through experience. And guess what? Sometimes that hand, or often I wouldn't be able to see it. It wasn't until later I saw the hand mm-hmm. in the soul realm. But in this process of surrendering through all the re- realms of reflection, the astrocausal, mm-hmm. mental, etheric, mm-hmm. that there was always a guiding energy. Even if I couldn't see it or hear it, it was always there. And what I surrendered is when I really then, in a sense, allowed myself to fall back in it, and that energy, as Jim called it, that vibration or frequency that is the sound and the light, would bring me through all these different experiences. And I had no control. I just surrendered, and I went along for the ride. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that energy would bring me into horrible experiences. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't me doing it. And I thought, oh, my God, this is, I'm possessed. This is some negative energy, you know, carrying me around to these hor- horrific experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I got upset for a while, but then I realized I had no control. So I was like, okay, you know, another level of surrender. All right, well, I'm surviving all these horrible experiences. So what's going on? What is this energy doing this that I have no control and it's controlling me? Well, then the mm-hmm. next level of surrender then not only did it bring me through these experiences, but then all of a sudden the energy started to, once I completed mm-hmm. the experiences it brought me through, not so fun mm-hmm. stuff, all of a sudden the energy started now lifting me up back towards that light and then in and through the light into mm-hmm. the next level. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by surrendering and allowing God's grace. But a lot of the times we'll fight it because we don't want to have the negative experiences. We think it's bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. I literally thought I was possessed because some of the experiences mm-hmm. I had were negative. But yet I was always okay. I didn't become evil. You know, none of that. It's just like, oh, I'm doing all right. Hey, I'm having an experience. I'm waking up. At least I'm waking mm-hmm. up. I know that. But then when it started mm-hmm. to carry me into the light, into then the more 
heavenly, wonderful, loving experiences. And I go, it's the same energy force that carried me through the negative and through the positive. And that's when I realized, oh, mm-hmm. just surrender mm-hmm. and let God's grace bring you where God's grace wants to bring you. Because God's grace is going to bring you through your karmas so that you get free of them. Mm-hmm. And then when you get free of the karma, God will bring you now up through, to, into the light and into the next mm-hmm. level, whatever level that is. doesn't matter. It's always the mm-hmm. same to the next, to the next, to the next. And in a sense, we just love God and surrender to God and allow it all to happen. And that's the okay. funny part of okay. it. Oh, well, thank you. It just yeah. seems like this, maybe it's my imagination, but it seems like the sound current, you know, here you talked about you just like bore that path up through there. Yeah. It seems like this, the, 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 the sound current is more like a beam or it's, it's kind of a, like an elevator more of a going up instead of the light seems more broad, but the sound current seems like you can kind of hang on to it and just, up, it, you know. It is that too. You want to say anything? It is that too. And I'm no, trying to just get in a, I'm trying to get, trying to latch on to something maybe I could will help me visualize or remember part of the element of light is the light of the of your own soul mm-hmm. and it's beginning to wake up to its own self again mm-hmm. and so as we begin to see that radiance in the beginning of our meditation practice mm-hmm. we're seeing the light of our own soul beginning to filter down throughout all these different elements of our physical self and begin to take dominion over them mm-hmm. and it is also that light that is drawing all that is of the soul that has been caught up in the physical element back into its own self. And so Mm -hmm. as we hold our attention to that light, we are allowing the soul to collect itself back into its own true nature once again fully. And then the sound uh, comes in and begins to lift that light or the soul upward back into its own true nature and home. Mm -hmm. And that sound is the still small voice of God that is ever calling the soul home. So we have to collect the, ourselves to that light mm-hmm. and wake up to the light of our own soul. And then that light is called home by God's voice or the sound current. Well, thank so you. it is the sound current <laughs> that carries us up. Yeah, well, thank you. I, it's, I try to grasp it or something, or if it's just maintaining focus, you know, and being, like you said, uh, Brian, um, vulnerable and just let everything go. Yeah, so. that's, that's the key. Why, When we can just hold that one-pointed focus on just the loving, it'll manifest in many different ways. Mm-hmm. I just shared one. An elevator experience is another. I've seen and experienced it many a times through the years. Literally, it's a purple stream. And here in our physical body, we can just see like the, this end of it, like just that light dot moving around, mm-hmm. pulsating. Mm-hmm. Well, as I've gone out of body, I've actually gone into it like the tunnel we mm-hmm. have often heard. And also, I've seen it literally as a stream of consciousness, literally like it were a hose. Like if you saw a hose from hanging way, way down to here from way up on some roof, I've seen it literally as a stream or a hose just kind of curving through the universe on upwards towards its source. And the soul would move, fly in and through it, or even just outside of it along it. That's the river of loving, the light and the sound, the, the pathway. We can literally see it as a pathway of light and sound, and the soul will travel upon that. Or the main other way we see that is in the form of the living teacher. You may have inner experience in the dream state or the meditation state where you literally see Meyer Jim's form or other forms of spiritual teachers that will work directly with us 
Sometimes it'll be, in a sense, inner guidance. Other times we literally will take the hand, or what I've actually done as a spiritual teacher on inner levels, I'll often hug my disciples and then fly them up to the next level. Mm-hmm. But there's many ways. It's, it's still a movement. Mm-hmm. But even the, the inner form of the teacher, we can see directly that way. It is still God's loving, the hand of mm-hmm. God, the living word, the Holy Spirit, the light sound. It's all the same action. We can experience it as movements where we're flying on our own, like I was describing earlier, mm-hmm. a train or a plane, the elevator, the escalator, there's the stairway mm-hmm. to heaven, Jacob's ladder, there's all these ways, and it's all the same, but there's as many manifestations of it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I think it maybe helped kind of break open, or I can just help me with that movement and everything. So thanks a lot. You know, in the Bible... Ezekiel and Isaiah both talk about the chariot. Mm-hmm. We, they didn't have elevators back then. <laughs> <laughs> so you were to get in the chariot with your spiritual teacher, and the, yeah. the spiritual teacher would take you in the chariot uh-huh. back up to God. Wow. Swing low, sweet chariot. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's according to the time and to the way mankind is doing in their, their life at the time and what's available for us symbolically to relate to. So you may see an elevator, you may see the airplane, or you may see a train, or you may see an escalator. It, it, those are just means by which the consciousness will allow itself to transport to a higher level. But you often don't hear us trying to visualize all that. You mainly hear us just say, focus on the light. Right. Not even, we don't even say the sound often. But, you know, that's where the chanting, the hue, the inner, the names of initiation is really the, the sound. That's really the sound element. But when we talk about looking for the inner light, it's just to hold our focus. Because if we try to create too much of one way or another, it can now become a distraction where maybe God's coming and working with us in a different way. But because we're not open to that, we may be trying to visualize and make it be this way. We may miss the boat, so to speak, that time around. That's why we want to just hold our attention here. And I, the main way I talk about is like the purple light, or we'll say the blue or golden white, and mainly that purple, because that's the most common way we may experience it right here in the body. But if we can just hold our attention here where that is and just be open and then allow God to come forward however God wants mm-hmm. to, through the light, through the sound, through the chariot, through the escalator, through the form of the teacher to be open to all of those expressions or manifestations so that we don't get in the way or limit it is really the key. Mm-hmm. That's why Jim and I keep coming back to one-pointed focus, loving. That's it. That's the simplicity. One-pointed focus on the loving, just loving, 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 and then there's going to be all these different manifestations and expressions of that. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. That's a good one. Anybody else? Or? That's great. Well, why don't we just bring it to a close? All right. And we'll see you sometime this week, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or all of it. That's right. We are we are having a regular Sunday class um, after the um, experience in the divine workshop because we'll finish up around one o'clock on Sunday, and we'll have enough time for lunch break. And if you want to come back for class, or people who don't come to the workshop, you can just come to class uh, like normal. Okay. All right. We'll see, see you then. Next week.